Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. My friend, Doug. Hey, Max. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I am glad to always to connect with you. Um, I always Thank you. mention to uh, to Jana anytime. Uh, anytime you got Max, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> you need to raise your standard. <laughs> no, no. No, it's radio gold always. Every time. I love it. <laughs> well... I'll dive right in. I guess it's interesting for this conversation, uh, not so much talking about what's new that's coming out, but sort of celebrating the legacy of a book that's already sold 1.7 million copies, uh, just in case you ever wonder. So I'm curious then, uh, 25 years ago, what was the genesis or or the thought behind this book in the first place? This was your first entry for, for kids, right? Your first book? It was. It was. Um, this and... Uh I wrote a series of books uh, called Hermie the Caterpillar, but this one came out right before the Hermie series started. And uh, Doug, uh, by the way, thanks for letting me talk about it. And uh, it it is fun that it's been 25 years and now it's being re-released with new artwork and everything. Uh, This this book has two unique uh, stories in its origin. Uh, Number one, I I really wrote this story for my daughters. Uh, you know, 25 years ago, they were youngsters, and uh, we would have our story time at night. And uh, I, I developed this story as my way of saying, just in case you ever wonder, I still love you. That's where it starts. Just in case you're ever afraid, I still love you. And so I, I got this um, narrative that I would share with them every night. They loved listening to it. And I realized that children, they want to be told that nothing's going to take their father's love from them. Um, but how this story came to be is that uh, one Saturday night before, uh, you know, needing to be able to preach the next morning at our church, I started getting a toothache. Mm. And by uh, by Sunday morning, I could hardly talk when I woke up. I was in such pain. I don't think I slept much. I called a friend who's a dentist, and he got me some some pain medicine, but I I, I, I called a, somebody on our staff and I said, don't count on me to preach today. Uh, I, don't, I can hardly even talk. Well, so in the meantime, we got somebody else to preach. I took the pain medicine. It kicked in and I felt really good. <laughs> pain medicine was wonderful. And, uh, and so all of a sudden I had two or three hours that I didn't expect to have that morning. And I, and I thought, I'm going to take that story that I've written for my daughter's uh, just in case you ever wonder, and put it on paper, put it on paper. And, and, so, and so I did. And by noon it was written, and I sent it to uh, Laura Minshew, who's still my publisher of children's books today, and uh, she loved it. And so that's how, So all good things start with a toothache. That's the <laughs> moral of that story. You never know how God's going to work through the pain, right? Is that you don't? <laughs> well, um, talk about the excitement, I guess, of being able to re-release this and and have the new artwork and really a whole other generation of parents and kids now get the message if they missed it earlier. We live in a day that 
is so fast-paced that I believe parents have to deliberately uh, sit down with their children and speak words of affirmation and admonishment and encourage to them. Uh, it's increasingly difficult for parents to do this. I'll watch my uh, now grown kids, one of whom has grandchildren, uh, one of whom has children, my grandchildren, and uh, and, I, and I watch how difficult it is. You know, there's so many distractions, uh, so much temptation to just turn on the 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 the, the uh, iPhone or the or the computer. And, and yeah, that that has its place. I'm not you know saying that's never an appropriate thing to do, but I'm encouraging young parents to block out those special moments at before bedtime and create this tenderness that will be remembered throughout the rest of their lives. Remember, these children's hearts are made of wet cement, and we don't have very long to uh, place our handprint upon them. And so for that reason, these kind of stories are so, so valuable. Uh, One of my daughters uh, writes herself, and, and she wrote an article recently about remembering these these uh, just in case you ever wonder statements and and she still remembers them and she's 33 33 years old and she still rem- recalls them and so um all all the books like this do Doug is try to give parents some language that they can use as they sit down and and affirm their to their children their promise to to stay with them and, and uh, to, to be good, you know, to be involved in their lives and to be the best parents they can be. Yeah, well, I certainly echo that. I mean, we are so fast-paced and uh, on the go all the time. I certainly have my own regrets of how I hurried through when my kids were younger. For the reflection that it might be for you 25 years later now, is there anything that uh, if you could go back in time, you would tell yourself that you know now that you wish you had known then? I would I would tell myself that I'll never regret anything that I gave up in order to invest in the lives of my children, uh, whether that be uh, an opportunity for advancement, uh, whether that be an opportunity to make a little more money, whether that be an opportunity to uh, you know take on a new hobby. Uh, recognize uh, somebody. I wish somebody had said, Max, this is a unique season of your life. It's not going to last very long. Uh, childhood, you know, it's just a, uh, eight or nine years. Mm. And then, then they're going to be looking elsewhere for their, uh, for their friendship. And so seize this time now, you know, while you have it. Because it doesn't come back, does it, Doug? No. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And so seize it during this, during this brief season. Uh, do, do not begrudge. Do not begrudge that you can't go to all the NBA games that you used to go to, <laughs> or play on all the sports leagues that you used to. This is a time to give that stuff up. It, 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 you know, it, in reason, be willing to give it up if that's what it takes to be the best mom and dad you can be. No, I'm writing that one down. Never regret uh, giving up the ability to pour into them. Um, my wife and I, we have uh, 31 and soon to be 21 and no grandkiddos yet, but she's jonesing for the grandbabies. How is being a grandparent different than being a parent? Oh, I, I, 
love being a grandparent, and everything everybody's ever said to me about being a grandparent is true. <laughs> it's all the good stuff and none of the bad. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to, you know, uh, have them over and sugar them up and send them home and let mom and dad. No, they're, they, uh, I, I love, I, I love having the opportunity to, Give my kids a break on occasion because Lord knows they need it, mm. uh, and and also just to have the opportunity to to be that reinforcement of what my parent, what my children are trying to teach the kids. Uh, and if we can come alongside and reinforce those values, it's just a wonderful blessing. Well, in terms of parenting advice, uh, what would you consider to be your most uh, valued parenting advice? My mind goes to the advice of treat misdemeanors like misdemeanors and not like felonies. Mm. I, I, I think I think we parents uh, tend to get don't get the discipline thing down. It's it's a hard thing to get down. Um, very rarely do children uh, commit felonies, uh, things that are really worthy of major punishment. Mm. Uh, most most of what our kids do are misdemeanors, uh, and so we need to acknowledge that. And when our children commit a misdemeanor, when they commit a violation, it's very important for us to sit down with them and explain what they did, explain why it's wrong, and explain now, here are the consequences. And children appreciate that. They, they don't want us... We do not do them a favor if we just fly off the handle and punish them with no explanation. And we really don't do them a favor if we fly off the handle and punish them like it's a felony. You know, if they forget, if they don't put their bike up, that's, yeah, that's bad. Uh, But if it's an oversight, it's an oversight. Now, as parents, we need to determine if they're being rebellious and, and they're not putting their bike up out of spite. If so, the problem's not the bike. The problem is the relationship that mom and dad have with the child. And so there needs to be a healing of that relationship. And so being perceptive as to what is, um, what, what, what's a felony and what's a misdemeanor is really important. And communicating during the whole process is absolutely essential. Mm, love that. Love that. Thank you. Um, prayer, we always talk about prayer because I think it's so vital. I know I always feel like sometimes it's so underutilized. So how does prayer impact our parenting? Well, prayer is absolutely essential for a variety of reasons. Uh, it is because of prayer that we can always tell moms and dads there's hope. I talk to parents on a regular basis whose uh, children have have taken the path of the prodigal. Uh, they may not even come home. They certainly don't go to church. Mm. Uh, they're they're leading a lifestyle that bothers mom and dad, uh, and and yet especially with adult children, uh, there's not a lot the parents feel that they can do. And I remind them, yes, there is something you can do. You can pray. You can pray. You can pray. You can pray. We all wish that Jesus had said more about parenting. Uh, but the fact of the matter is he did say something about parenting and the fact that he responded every time a parent came to him. Mm. Whenever he saw a parent hurting 
uh, in need of help, he responded. And maybe that's the message, and that is when parents, when moms and dads come to Christ on behalf of their child, that Jesus responds. So let's don't underestimate or forget the importance of a praying dad or a praying mom, and especially when children are little. Um, let's be the moms and the dads that uh, let our children find us in prayer, hear us praying, and uh, praying for them. And then we can teach them about prayer. When they're anxious and troubled, we can be the mom and dad that says, okay, let's pray about this test. Now let's pray about making the team mm. and teach them how to model for them how to take our concerns to Christ in prayer. Love the wisdom, Max. I appreciate the time. Anything else to uh, pass along in closing? I would just say that uh, for all the listeners, what I said in the book that we say to our children is what God says in the Bible to us, and that is just in case you ever wonder, God is always going to be there. I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 